Hello and welcome to the Collective Wisdom Podcast, the podcast that explores how to be a wiser version of yourself. This is a podcast that helps you to tap into your own inner wisdom and find the answers within you for how to live your best life. I'm your host, Kat Preston. I'm a certified life coach and I help people to turn down the noise in their heads and tune into the wisdom in their hearts. Every week I'll be asking my guests to tell their stories about what they've learned along the way and share some of their wisdom with us. I'm so thrilled you can join us. This season of the Collective Wisdom Podcast is brought to you by Between Tracks Media Productions. Chris Hall Franzkoviak set up Between Tracks with a mission to make the process of setting up and producing a podcast as easy and pain-free as possible. He does all that and more with his super-organized system for file sharing, his tips and advice on everything from which equipment to buy to how to get the best sound quality. The service at Between Tracks is amazingly professional, reasonably priced, and above all, Chris is just a really nice guy to work with. I think it's fair to say that without his help, there wouldn't be a Collective Wisdom podcast. Wisdom, as we all know, is about understanding your own limitations, and mine on the technical side were pretty high. As ever, there's a link in the show notes for his website and contact details. Thanks so much to Chris at BetweenTracks.com. Hi there, and welcome to episode four of the Collective Wisdom podcast, which kicks off a brand new year. So happy new year to you. 2020 was, I think we'll all agree, a year like no other. We had to learn to adapt, unlearn, rethink and reflect. It was also a powerful reminder, if one was ever needed, that if we have our health, we have pretty much everything. It has taught us how much we need social interaction. And despite what the media would have you think, that we are hardwired to help each other. And it turns out that helping others in your community to give more than you take, to be of service, really makes you feel like you're doing something that matters. Fulfillment feeds our soul. It's nutrition. My guest this week is Bhavani Vyas, an amazing singer-songwriter who lives and breathes, quite literally, radical empathy. She's taken this concept of helping people and built it into her life and her work. For me, she is the embodiment of how purpose in life isn't something you do, it's a state of being. It's become a bit of a cliche lately to say I've discovered meditation, but I asked Bhavani to share a short meditation with us at the beginning of the interview, as given that noticing your breathing is such a simple but powerful tool that you can carry around with you wherever you happen to be, I wanted to share with you her approach. It's one that she uses and teaches others to use to find calm in a storm and connect with herself. I hope you'll agree it's a beautiful way to start the day. love doing this particular practice because it's based on the knowledge that for every emotion and thought there's a corresponding rhythm of the breath but also knowing that it's a two-way street so instead of just feeling everything and being in whichever frame of mind and emotion we're in and just allowing ourselves to be a victim of that this allows us to ground ourselves a little bit more deeply and connecting with the other side of that relationship so I invite you to just close your eyes and find a position that you can sit comfortably and easily in for a few moments and make any little adjustments that you feel you might need to because when we become still with our eyes closed the body likes to make us aware of various stresses and twinges in the body so just adjust ever so slightly so that you can be still for a few moments And it may help to first become aware of all of the sounds that are going on around you. Whatever you can hear, whether it's a ticking clock, someone else in your environment, the birds singing, whatever it may be. Just acknowledge the sounds and let them continue. They won't disturb you from diving inwards. And now let's bring our attention to the breath. Notice that the breath is entering and leaving your body constantly. Just begin to observe that breath as it enters and leaves through the nostrils. You don't need to change the breath or feel like it needs to be in any way in particular, just observing it. Notice whether it's fast or slow. 
whether it's deep or shallow. Again, however it is, it's fine, just let it be. Whether it's steady and smooth, or if it's a little bit shaky, either on the in-breath or the out-breath or both. Whether the breath is strong and forceful, or if it's quite subtle and light. And it might take a few breaths to be able to observe these aspects of the breath. And even though you're keeping your body still, notice that movement that's taking place every time you inhale and exhale. And if you feel the movement because you can actually feel your body, or if you feel it because the sensation of your clothes changes as your upper body rises and falls. If you want to take it one step further, see if you can observe the difference between the coolness of the air that you inhale and the subtle warmth of the air as you exhale as well. This one's a bit trickier, so if you can't quite catch that, don't worry. And any one of these instructions may resonate with you more than the other, so that can become your favorite one that you go to whenever you want to become aware of the breath. Now together, let's take a deep breath in. Expand fully and let go whenever you're ready. Notice the difference in your state of mind and the vibration of your body. And with a gentle smile on your face, whenever you feel ready, you can open your eyes. So beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Every time I do it, I'm just taken, I'm, yeah, taken aback with how much just that few minutes of really mm. digging deep can just yeah, be transformative and just take you into the moment straight away. So it's just, yeah, I'm hoping yeah. to be able to share that as a gift um, to anyone yeah, who listens definitely. and just show yeah. them in the moment. I um, love that one because I do that as a practice before I go into my meditation or whatever else I'm doing, especially if I'm going from something hectic to mm. knowing that I want to just come into the moment. But after a bit of practice, it also became something that I would use you know in my life eyes open while I'd be interacting with someone like if someone's talking to me and I recognize that my mind is wandering and I haven't been fully present I'll just become aware of my breath in that moment and start to follow my breath or if I'm in a stressful conversation that I'm very present in but I notice that I'm feeling uncomfortable or feeling what are all you know all the things that we feel all the range of emotions we feel during a conversation but I also want to stay in my power I'll become aware of my breath and just becoming aware of it settles it down and brings it back to a harmonious vibration so i love this technique <laughs> fabulous fabulous and it's such a simple thing we have it with us all the time we can just yeah be aware it's, especially when things are if there's a confrontational conversation you can feel you're sort of you're holding your breath sometimes um yeah what would it feel like to just breathe out at that moment and yeah. being aware takes you away from that sense of panic that might be rising yeah so so valuable so so clever so i'd just like to introduce you because i want the listeners to understand a little bit more about who you are and where they can find you and 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 the, and the amazing gifts that you share with the world and then we'll we'll dig into your stories so Bhavani Vyas is an accomplished and highly trained vocalist she writes her own music and her voice when she sings is just transformational beautiful her album, Rays of Love, which is representative of her unique sound and eclectic influences, was launched at the Royal Albert Hall as a precursor to her complete album, The Lighthouse, in 2017. And her latest album, New Moon, has just been released and brings more of the characteristic warmth and comforting serenity that Bhavani just brings to not just her music, but everything she does. She says of her work, I use my voice to serve, to connect us to something deep within each one of us. And music has the power to deeply connect us all. If we can collectively use this as a force to unite us, not only to each other, 
but to our more authentic and true selves. Within meditation, we have the power to change humanity and make our lives the joyful expression of something so much more powerful. Just amazing words. And I first met Babini when we were both part of Jessica Huey's Transformational Visibility Program. And her warmth, empathy and sense of compassion just shone through. We've never actually met um, at the time we hadn't met in person. And then when I did finally get the chance to, to meet her in real life, it was, yeah, she has this aura around her, this, this warmth that she brings to everything. As well as being a phenomenal singer, she's also run her own yoga studio, Kanga, in Marylebone. And she really lives and breathes her commitment around bringing the experience of mantra, meditation and yogic philosophy to the world, including some of the most marginalized groups in society with her work through Breathe Smart and Prison Smart, which brings all of those spiritual tools for well-being and really just helps people who need the most you know she Bhavani just brings her gifts and the strengths that she has and shares them with so many people so Bhavani that's the bit that really floored me was when you were describing the work that you were doing through Breathe Smart and Prison Smart going into prisons and just helping people who were you know at their probably lowest moments in life to to find ways to overcome some of that shame and pain and the depths of feelings. Mm, wow. Well, first of all, Kat, thank you for such a generous introduction. My gosh. Even when you were talking about that, I was like, wow, that person sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she is amazing. <laughs> so it's such a, such a generous introduction and, um, you know, actually a lot of the things that you're saying I feel about you so kindred spirit oh that's <laughs> how we see ourselves and how other people see us those are yeah two very different yeah. things often but that's very kind yeah. of you and the thing about being able to to teach techniques in in that environment of the prisons and gangs well that was sort of years after I was on my on my spiritual journey and and teaching these techniques as I have been doing for the last 10 years but then realizing that there are plenty of teachers that are teaching it to those who think about the interventions of the well-being industry you know mm. not to generalize but if you think about say the middle class or those that have the capacity to think about wanting something more you know yeah from from their life or from their existence or from their state of mind and I thought well this needs to be for everyone and that's what the techniques were designed to be and I thought well I have the capacity to go into those environments and share it there as well so I connected with other colleagues of mine who I'd always admired from a distance and then asked if I could also get involved with Prison Smart and at the time Breed Smart didn't exist in the UK so I really wanted to establish that in the UK as well and um it's it's the techniques that, that I teach and I have been teaching and have been teaching through the art of living for and have many people have been teaching for the last 40 years. But being able to see it cut through every walk of life, every background, every belief structure, absolutely everything. The thing about the technique is it's not dependent on the story. The story actually doesn't matter. Mm, mm, and so true. Because, as a, you know, as a technique it's able to reach everyone regardless of what the details of the story are and it just allows you to deeply root yourself in the core of your being and mm. when we're able to connect to that space within us one of my favorite things to remind people is that you know who you have the capacity to be it's always wonderful to hear nice things and to be complimented and be praised for some people it's you know they're more comfortable being praised than others but mm. actually inside ourselves we know how loving we have the capacity to be we know how generous and compassionate and creative and all of these things we know these about ourselves you know when we think about our interactions with the people around us and our work and the things that we're passionate about we know who we have the capacity to be and this technique the Sudarshan Kriya technique connects you into that space where you can just repose in that part of yourself and that in itself is so nourishing and so recharging 
that's why we enjoy massages that's why we enjoy anything that uh, makes us feel relaxed because we get to be in that part of ourselves where we aren't criticizing ourselves or looking at our flaws and we're just with ourselves in that infinity but what strikes me is how how courageous how brave it must have been to without knowing that you were you know you've since discovered that you were able to reach people and really help them and then therefore connect with them but to walk into an environment like that without knowing that yeah it's huge so so how did you find the courage to do that Kat, you're so right, because it's funny, because the mind can immediately jump to the outcome or to the future. You're right, actually, that that was a daunting moment. I remember my first time going in with my with my colleagues and, you know, the whole environment and the security and the pictures and the scans and this and that, and, you know, one door after another and one only opens after the one behind you is closed. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a process. But then... Uh, when you're in a room with the prisoners after, you know, what felt like two hours of the arrival process, when you're in a room with them, they're just people. Yeah, you know, exactly. They're just people. And um, you've and got have all, a heart. Yeah, they do. And, you know, they've all got their different um, attitudes to it and ways of wanting to show their position just by how they sit or how they look at you or the interactions but the beautiful thing about it is that we we only ever taught people that wanted to learn you know there was never and mm. no one that was forced to be there and that was a key part of it you have That's to want huge. to when it's the journey of yourself you have to want to even with storytelling you have to want to tell the story otherwise you get nowhere yeah, yeah, that's so true. That that idea of enrollment that once you've got somebody who's said, okay, I'm going to give this a go, then they're open to whatever it is you have to, to share with them. Yeah, to some extent. Sometimes I don't think they were as open as they realised that they were going to be cracked open to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that in itself was wow. quite a process too. And the release that happens, because to really to reach yourself, you have to get rid of the things that we've created, the obstacles we've put in the way between the way we're living outwardly and who we are on the inside. So there is a letting go, there is a release, there is an uncomfortability of letting go of certain identities that, especially for, for people in gangs or those that have ended up in prison, have had to create and hold on to. But then when you strip those away, you get to, to see the human side of absolutely everyone and you get to see that behind every culprit there is a victim of something yeah yeah. and the more we can connect to the core of our being the more you can connect to your own responsibility and your own compassion and love and longingness which are all innate in all of us regardless of you know how we might judge others around us these are all human values that and we're starting have. to take responsibility for the way we behave in society and we ignore certain things and at our yeah. peril, I think. And yeah, I think that's at the heart of it is what's wrong with the whole prison system, which is to just pile more and more shame onto people who have fallen mm. victim often of, of crimes mm. themselves, of mm. having to survive in a world that, that wasn't very kind to them in the first place. Yeah, mm. so true. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely in awe of the work that you're doing. And yeah, the fact that you have, you have such powerful gifts, but that you've chosen to share them so widely, as you say, not just to select the people that you can come to, you know, that come to you quite easily, but to really yeah. go that bit deeper. Just yeah. amazing. There was one, of, one quote from someone that um, really struck me. His name was Jerry. And one of the things he said to me was that he had never felt so accepted and he didn't feel like even though I didn't care about the story he felt that he didn't have to hide the story and that that acceptance and that that unconditional love was present from another human being even after seeing his tattoos and knowing his story and that's what he found was the most transformative part of it that he could connect to that space within himself 
but then also see that radiated back from others that had also experienced the technique. Because we don't only stop judging ourselves with that same tainted brush, but then you begin to just see the humanness in everyone as well as yourself. And that's what's powerful, just being able to allow people the space to change. Because if someone then connects to that space, but then is constantly still judged and criticised, they'll never allow space to change. Mm. So just, so that, yeah, that word acceptance is, is huge. Yeah. Accepting yeah. yourself, accepting, accepting responsibility, but also the possibility of, of your past being your, in your past and, and you can yeah. redefine and create a new narrative, if you like, which is... And if you can see it in, in people that have, you know, gone down a completely different path to one which I have, mm-hmm. then... It gives me no excuse to believe in the capacity to change and to create and keep growing, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah, inspiring so for, for the, you know, quote unquote, the normal way of life, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it's a lesson to everybody that uh, yeah. there's always there's always more, there's always more possibility, there's always more yeah. room for, and that's what collective wisdom is all about. It's about mm-hmm. the fact that everybody has something to bring to the table and we can yeah it's about stopping and listening to in that space to what we can learn from other people you Mm. know yeah yeah, carving through all that judgment and all those sort of barriers that we put up incredible oh that's just such a gift of a story thank you so the reason I ask about the story I'm going to ask you to share about is an act of simple kindness is because I think kindness is a hugely undervalued currency I think you know even just a smile at the right time and you're somebody who you know just the story you've just told has shown how it can have the power to transform you know just seeing someone where they are and helping them see that you you're able not to judge them for the things mm-hmm. they've done, mm. but to see them as the human being that they can be mm. is, you know, that's that's a perfect example of where kindness can really move us in, in great ways. But do you have a do you have a story that sprung to mind when I asked you the question about an act of simple kindness that's impacted you? Yes, actually. It's one it's one that um always comes to mind because even now when I think about it. Depending on my emotional state, it has the power to really (laughs) bring me to tears just with the memory of it as well. It was in a time of my life when even though I teach and talk a lot about balance now, even though I talk a lot about balance now, it's not a way that I always used to live. I was always very much someone that burnt the candle at both ends and was always triple booking myself and wanting to do as much as possible you know, at the same time. And I was working towards the World Culture Festival, which was a huge culture festival happening at the Olympic Stadium in Berlin, celebrating the 30th anniversary of the Art of Living Foundation. And we had 50,000 people coming. And it was this huge, huge endeavor, bringing together people from all over the world. And I was in charge of artist management. So I was coordinating all of the the entire cultural program. So the show that was happening inside the stadium, but also all of the artists that were taking, that were participating in all the different areas. And looking back on it now, I think, gosh, that's absolutely bananas that I was in charge of. (laughs) Because it was one of those things that like grew bit by bit. I don't think anyone would have started off by saying this is the job. You would have thought that they were mad for even suggesting it, but um, it was something that that grew as we were in it. And um, it got to the point where we we were on site in the days before the festival, having been working on it for the whole year. It was one of those things that in my area, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. So one thing after another, my team members were then reallocated to different things and this, that and the other. It was a very, very complex time. I wasn't taking care of myself in the sense that I wasn't, um, I wasn't prioritizing the very basic things we need to stay in our power, which were food and sleep. You know, I was prioritizing work and what needed to get done. And I wasn't eating properly. I wasn't sleeping properly. You know, I was just going by on the absolute bare minimum. And the thing that really, really moved me is that everyone was arriving from all over the world for the events and the volunteer team was growing. And there were two swamis that were appointed 
to me to take care of me and I just thought this is absolutely insane and I remember being on site at, at the Olympic Stadium and one of them came holding a table and the other one came holding a bag one of them put the table down the other one put the bag down and they took out a plate and some cutlery and all these boxes of food made me sit down yeah a chair and a table made me sit down just in the middle of wherever I was in that Olympic stadium and eat and they served me food on the plate and they stood there while I ate and you know they were like no 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 one talk to her right now in case anyone came (laughs) by or something and they created this bubble around me and I remember eating that meal and having tears in my eyes that I was just so taken care of you know and that's usually what I would do for swamis. You know, people that have devoted their lives to uplifting society. And, and that's what, you know, we do for sages and for spiritual teachers. that We want to serve them. Be like, what can I do for you? And this and the yeah. other. And, oh, can I make you this? And can I serve you that? And just as you would with any honored guests. But they were stood there in front of me and, you know, giving me that space and that time and saying, you have to eat. So humbling. So humbling. Yeah. And um Kat, I don't think I can articulate how that's impacted me. It's still I I hope one day that maybe you can help me find the words because I love how you can put stories together from the things that I've shared with you. But it was really it was so moving. And these are people that I have huge respect for, always had huge respect for, but they showed me that there's no rank there's no position when it comes to kindness and taking care of each other and just showing up and making sure that someone eats something is usually important i just I felt think, so taken just... it wasn't even the meal it was just the fact that they were like I saw them coming towards me as well. I was like, oh, you know, the way they were marching <laughs> on my phone. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Where are they going? They're flowing white robes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I wonder what they need, you know. But but honestly, like, I think you just found the words. I think you just said, I remember the quote from Gloria Steinem, the, the sort of feminist activist. I think most people have heard of Gloria Steinem, but she said very mm. famously, we're, we're linked, not ranked. And mm-hmm. I think that's just exactly what you've just expressed, which is mm-hmm. when somebody who would you would normally be holding in high esteem comes to you and reverses those those tables. It's, it means so much and, yeah, really shows us that, as you say, the, the, the message seems to be we're all humans. We're all humans with beating hearts and we all have our needs. And, and yeah, those, those acts of kindness can really bring that out fantastic story thank you thank you so we're moving on now to a challenge and the reason I ask people to share a challenge is is it doesn't have to be a deep challenge it just is a way of for most people who can relate to it thinking within their own lives of how many things they've overcome how many things they've managed to achieve rather than the things that they haven't and that when we dig in and face a challenge, that's often when we really tap into our inner wisdom and just we find the answers just because we have to, you know. So what what sprang to mind when I asked you to share a challenge? Well, actually, there's a huge challenge that I've recently overcome. And actually, this question, you know, like many people, I've been through so many challenges, and it would be hard to pick which one has been um, the most pivotal, because I think all the challenges that we go through form us and change us and we grow from and learn from, right. But the one most recently was, uh, was the album that I released. And the challenge, the challenge itself wasn't the album cat, funnily enough, the challenge was the internal obstacles I had to overcome to make it happen. So, of course, there are, you know, all sorts of logistical things that you'd think outwardly when it comes to, to, to writing, producing, releasing, promoting an album. But actually, that's, that's just been the manifestation of it. The internal challenge is what was really the achievement for me in overcoming that. I've worked um, in music for, for many, many, many years since I was very young and trained in music and, you know, that, that, uh, 
old familiar feeling that I'm sure many listeners will feel regardless of how accomplished you might be and you just never quite feel that you're quite good enough because you know how good <laughs> something could be you know it to um, somebody else and yeah 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 and and you know all the compliments you get the you know you just sort of have an out-of-body experience in a way you're like okay well I'm glad that everyone enjoys it so much but I've always felt that it, it's not me I'm just a sort of vessel for it or like a channel for it because right. I cannot make a direct link between me singing and then someone having a spiritual experience where they're crying you know it's like yeah. hard to make that link and think that you're responsible for that and I've always had the privilege I've always thought of it as a privilege and I still do that it's an absolute privilege to work with incredible musicians so I don't just work with good musicians I work with amazing musicians people who I am in absolute awe of people that are certainly exhibiting talent that has been accumulated over lifetimes these are not people that have picked up an instrument for the first time this lifetime and have learned to play and then play this you know these are maestros amazing musicians so you know, musicians, producers, engineers, Grammy award-winning people. So amazing people that I've had the privilege to work with. And I've always felt that I've needed that to some extent to, to bring an offering out into the world. I never really felt that doing it myself would have any significance in a way. And when it came to this album, I just decided that because of lockdown, because of how 2020 has been, it forced me to have to be creative on my own. It forced me to pick up the guitar that I've owned for many years and actually figure out how to play it, you know, and learn some chords. And I found myself writing songs. And then recently I realized that there were, there were enough songs that I'd written this year to put out an, an album. And I decided that I would record it myself in my own home studio which again I've had for years but never really used I've just used it for very very basic things Mm -hmm. but I have been creating it for years and it's all the equipment around me and so I set it up I recorded it recorded the songs that I'd written played them on the guitar myself and I had to approach it cat with the kindness that I would give somebody else I just dropped the criticism that I would usually bring with myself in the studio environment and took away that feeling of it needed to be perfect according to my standard. I just looked at myself in the same way that I would look at somebody else that I love and just praise them for even showing up. And encourage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so beautiful. And you know, what it says to me is you had the studio there. So it was kind of inside you. It was bursting to get out. And I think 2020, you know, it's been a, it's been such a traumatic, hard year for so many reasons, you know, the pandemic and it, it's had such an impact and we've all universally had, in a way, some space created, mm. you know, we've mm. all had to rethink how we live our lives and adapt and maybe suffer losses and we've all had things that have had to be cancelled. And what you've done with that is actually to take that space and create something beautiful from it, Mm, you know, mm. to finally give yourself permission Mm. to say, well, this beautiful constraint of not being able to mix with those musicians, I'm I'm not in a position where, you know, rather than putting it on hold altogether and just saying, I'll do that next year, I'm just going to do it now with what I have, start where I am. And yeah, but, but (laughs) funnily enough, what's come out is so beautiful you know, it's so authentic and you can feel the the real love for yourself that you show in that music. Oh, <laughs> yeah, really, honestly, that, that suddenly makes a lot more sense to me because I, I didn't realise that that was your constraint, that, you know, normally you would you would have worked with other musicians, that I knew I knew from our conversations that you were struggling with seeing yourself as a singer necessarily you know always as well always presenting yourself as a singer that identity just was it's the imposter isn't it it's the imposter that just comes up for all of us but what's happened is that you've ended up yeah taking something that was quite stressful and traumatic like the pandemic and just using it to propel you into into creativity which is 
phenomenal phenomenal so well done well done thank you Kat you know actually it it also because when you're asking me about challenges this one was very also linked to something that I experienced about 10 years ago if you don't mind me sharing about eight to ten years ago I remember and 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 it had a very very similar quality to it which is why I knew I couldn't ignore it because under normal circumstances I'm pretty sure that I would have but there was a feeling inside of me that I needed to do it not just for myself but actually for others around me that if I didn't do this I was not only holding myself back as I may have been doing for many years as we all do but and and we can do that we can go decades holding ourselves back because we feel like it doesn't impact others but I could really feel that if I didn't do it, I, that was not only harmful to myself, but to others around me. And mm-hmm. I had to do this, not just for myself, but for others, because I knew that it would create change, not just in myself, but in, you know, that sort of domino effect around me, Yeah. because it gives permission to others as well. And it has definitely done that. 10 years ago, the example that that did initially come to mind was I was in a relationship with someone for a very, very long time, but we were both in absolute denial about it. And it came to just being very open about the fact that we wanted to be together, but we knew that community and society would maybe not be too chuffed about it, but just allowing ourselves to own it and giving ourselves Mm -hmm. the freedom to acknowledge that we were in a relationship with each other, even though that would have been difficult for each other, for for others, you know, it wasn't something that we weren't being boisterous and bashful and inconsiderate about others. Mm. We knew that it would have been hard for people to understand and to come to terms with, but just owning it and giving people the chance to go through their own growth of hearing it out loud, acknowledging it and having to come to terms with it themselves was extremely transformational and so that was similar to what I felt that this album was about that I needed to do it to give others the space as well for that growth and for that change and for that permission if that makes sense that's so wise so so wise yeah and again it's it comes down to just following your heart not getting to the end of your life and thinking that relationship I you know I felt it I wanted to be in it um there were all mm. the reasons, you know, that family would, would find it difficult or disapprove. You know, you move towards the shoulds and, and yeah. that's when you yeah. suppress who you really are and what you really yeah. want to do with your life. It's, yeah, so true, so true. So thank you for sharing that. And then we're moving on to, I mean, for you, music is obviously such a fundamental part of your life that, this is a this is a real sort of you know beautiful piece where I can say to you, is there a piece of music, a song? It must be so hard for you to choose one piece that that oh takes you to a special moment, takes you to a special place that speaks to your soul. Uh, it's so hard for me, Kat. It's it's virtually impossible. I'm sure that <laughs> if you asked me this question now and gave me until the end of time, I still don't think that I would be able to pick the one song for that. <laughs> so it's a really hard song. <laughs> yes, I apologise. No, please don't. It's, it's actually one of my favourite questions because it gets me to go through that huge catalogue of all of the music that I've been exposed to growing up and all the artists that I've heard. And it's an extremely eclectic mix of music. And, you know, I went through through all the phases, the hip hop, the rap, the pop, the blues, the R&B, the jazz, classic, everything, you know, just mm-hmm. been through, through all of it. And it's hard to pick one ultimate track because music is so linked with memories with expression with feeling and we're all multi-dimensional beings you know we feel we have the capacity to feel everything and experience everything and i'm sure once i say it out loud i'll be like oh no i should have picked another one because i have a it's like it's like being asked to pick your favorite child you just <laughs> there's a reason you shouldn't do it <laughs> oh but i think that people i don't know i don't know i mean i don't have children but i feel like you know who your favorite child is you're just not allowed no, to no, no, no. <laughs> no definitely the more you see them for the qualities they bring yeah it just feels it feels so wrong to say that you'd have a favorite 
no there, there's 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 definitely phases where some are easier than others and sometimes are easier than others but yeah, yeah. but i but i understand the the struggle of trying to just to, to narrow it down to one song yes you know and so much comes with the artist as well so at the moment and i have to intuit it because you know otherwise I don't think I'd ever get anything else done in my life so I have to intuit it and I've I have whittled it down to two if that's not too naughty cat no I'll I'll allow you I'll allow you yeah (laughs) because I'm I'm allowed to grant special permission so that's yeah good okay (laughs) one one is um an old track I don't know if it's from the 70s or or the 80s but they're called the fat bat band and it's called found loving and I love that song because it's so it's so retro it's so of the time with the synthesizers and and the expression of just feeling so elated having found that love and I've always connected that with not just finding that love in another because of course it's it's you know it's always wonderful to be in love but also to find that loving within yourself as well you know there's I've searched day in and day out for a love that was mine all mine you know when we realize that we're the source of that and uh, I love the storytelling of these older songs as well, because there's always a story in it, you know, and a bit of this and a bit of that and what they learned. And, you know, so I love it. And it's done to an amazing beat. So that's one track. And when was it you first heard it? Did you hear it as a child? Because I think that music that you hear growing up can be so formative. You know, those, those tracks that you hear repeatedly yeah. when, you're, when you're growing up. Well, I think actually I heard a cover of it when I was um, at uni, but then... When you hear covers, it has this weird thing of triggering an older memory. You hear a cover, and even if it's technically the first time you're consciously hearing it, you'll feel, oh, but I actually know this song from before. And that was when I went through the process of being like, who was the original? You know, because I was like, I knew that it wasn't the first time. But um, hearing the cover is what made me go back to the original. And then I instantly was like, yes, this is the song. This is is it. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's such a vibe. It's such a vibe. The second is much more recent much more current and i love it because of what it represents as well it's it's by stormzy um who's a south london boy you know i consider him a a contemporary a peer um even though i've never met him i haven't met him yet let's say (laughs) yeah we'll get him on next week (laughs) yeah exactly and um i love his storytelling in his raps as well and you know in the grime scene so it's a totally different vibration of music but he wrote this song or released the song blinded by your grace which incorporates gospel and gospel always gives me uh, like all the tingles because for me that's the the western equivalent of satsang which is what my whole life is about singing connecting to that praise for something beyond yourself. You don't have to believe in God. You don't have to have any particular belief as far as I'm concerned. But just knowing that nature or creation is in charge and takes care of it all. And, you know, we're just mere, we're just mere, I don't know what the word is, just players. Yeah, just there's something bigger than you out there. There's something bigger than all of us. Yeah. Yeah, something more that we connect to. Exactly, exactly. And it's this combination of of the rap with the gospel and the fact that he released it in the charts and that there was a musician that I loved that sort of spoke to the London side of me that then also out of the blue released this gospel track acknowledging the fact that, hey, I'm all of these things and I also believe in something higher and it gives me goosebumps. And I just really respected him for that. And I think that's... uh, opening doors for many I know the gospel has been around for a really long time in the mainstream but for someone like Stormzy to have done it for a new generation of of people I think is incredible yeah and I can't wait to listen to it it's not a piece of music I know but as I say one of the the real joys for me of creating this podcast is that there's going to be a playlist that always played such an important part in my life in terms of storytelling and taking you back to a certain moment or a feeling and that is going to be such a beautiful. So you're you're actually going to be including three tracks because we'll have the <laughs> the fat Bat band, the Stormzy piece, and then I really really want to include one of the, one of the tracks from your new album because that again is just such mystical magical music, and the fact it's all about you, Bavani, and the way you show up in the world is yeah, 
so important so important thank you Kat. So, i wonder if people will be able to hear these musical influences in new moon as well so like yeah, you know, that's the interesting know if they can thing. hear those <laughs> but i think you bring that whole east meets west the the yeah that that real sense that art is about influence it's about what we're influenced by at the time and how we go and create our own version of it you know we will need something and then we'll go and write this way or you know how you bring it into the world is is what what it means to create art which is what you live and breathe really phenomenal phenomenal thank you and then we were just going to finish on i'm always asking people because i'm creating this little sort of treasure chest of of wisdom you know where you can just dip in and go what am i what do i need you know the world's changing around me and i just need to tap into something what do you wish that you could share with a younger version of yourself perhaps oh Now that is a big question. <laughs> I love the silence. Yeah. Well, also because you can't see it, but in front of me, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, there's 10 now. 12. There's 12 bits of paper and little notes that I keep in front of me on this wall at my desk, which are little bits of nuggets that I've picked up, mm. you know, and that I look at and they become part of part of my my framework um so clever so i think of all of these i would say and i'm choosing this one because i remember when i didn't feel this way Mm. even though now it is entirely how i live and it's how i feel and it's a core belief it's not a surface level belief it's a it's a deep belief but if i can speak to the to that girl that maybe knew it intellectually or had heard it but didn't feel it you know every day is a beautiful new opportunity to be happy experience this world and make a difference oh that's beautiful (laughs) and just to really see life as a gift regardless of how hard how 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 hard it can get and you know i'm sure i'm we all i can't remember who it was i once had an interview with someone else that said that they felt like they didn't have the right to be unhappy because they had been given everything in life i felt like that too so i very much internalized my sadness and my pain because i felt like i had no right to feel it Mm. but to remind myself that every day is a beautiful new opportunity to be happy experience the world and make a difference just the reminder of that yeah just a reminder of that that whatever it is that you're going through like every day you have the chance you can experience it and you can make a difference every single day Um, however small it might be yeah this may be something that your younger self didn't know but my goodness you are living and breathing that now for sure with your written on my wall cat shows that i needed to read it and see it (laughs) you know but now i can't even believe that's up there so that's why i picked that one as as i have the same i have these little um these little mantras everywhere i just you know when things hit me i write them down because yeah Yeah. we do forget that's what this podcast is all about it's just putting them all in one place you can dip in here listen to an episode and boom just maybe take away something that yeah. helps you reframe yeah. something, see it another way. Yeah. Yeah. Because for however, you know, I I never ever want to fall back into a pattern of 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 not liking the work I do or the environment I'm in. Because, you know, every single thing is an opportunity. It's a pleasurable opportunity to grow, you know? And yeah, when we yeah. can reframe this the state or the situation that we're in, then we change the way we approach it and then the outcome as well. For sure, for sure. Even if you have a, a horrid boss or tiresome colleagues or work that, that 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 is hard or challenges you, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah, and just this idea that, you know, your thoughts really do influence your emotions. So oh, if you can yes. just surround yourself and, and think better thoughts, then mm. you're going to feel better. There's, there's just the science behind it, you know, but, but yeah. sometimes we just need reminding of that. 
Because well, that all comes back down to the breath, right? Because your thoughts and yeah. your emotions impact your breath. And knowing it's a two-way street, change the breath, change your emotion, change your thoughts, change your life. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love how that's come around in a circle. Because you know, yeah. you know how much I love circles anyway. Yeah. And that's just we're back where we started at the beginning. I so, love that. yeah. Thank you so, so much for your time and for sharing all that amazing wisdom. Uh, Where can we find you? Where can people who want to listen to the album go to find you? Wow, amazing. Well, thank you so much for having me, Kat. The time has absolutely flown and I really hope that it's uh, added value and and that it's juicy for everyone. So for sure, my website, parvanivias.com, there's all, all the stuff that I do is on there whether it's you know the spiritual side of life whether it's music whether it's my my yoga studio in london or or the prison work or the gang work the art of living work all of that is all on there so bavnivias.com and i am on social media but i'm the most active on instagram so at bavnivias ldn london um at bavnivias ldn is where i share every single day i'll share something with links to all the other things that are going on so um that's where i would direct i will put links to all of that in the show notes but yeah for anybody who just wants a little bit of calm in their life i can thoroughly recommend that they tune into what babani's doing and uh and just get that sense of restorative peace and yeah inner wisdom thanks so much thank you kat thank you Thank you so much for listening. There are almost a million podcasts out there to choose from. So I really appreciate you for choosing this one and spending your valuable time with me today. If you found it helpful, I would be truly grateful if you would rate and review it as it helps others to find us. And if you haven't already, you can hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts to be sure of getting every episode sent to you. You can find all the resources we talk about and more about my guests in the show notes over at collectivewisdom.podbean.com or you can find me on Instagram at collectivewisdompod where I'd love to hear any feedback, suggestions for new guests or comments that you have. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're interested to know more about how my coaching can help you, you can find more about that on my website at catpreston.com. Thank you so much for joining me.